your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. We had the Minister for Transport, Eamon Ryan, announcing a new train station for Moiras as part of the Pathfinder projects of the government. This is fast-tracking. Um, uh, the uh, train station was referenced in the past for funding, but now we're being told it'll be moved on much more quickly. And Green Party TD for Limerick City, Brian Ledden, said the plan is to be delivered now in the next three years and it involves other types of connectivity as well. D. Ryan is the chief executive of Limerick Chamber. They're the business body representing a business across the Limerick region. She's with me in the studio. And morning to you. How are you doing? Good morning, Joe. So what's your reaction to this news? What does it all mean? We were delighted to welcome this announcement this week, Joe. I mean, any day that the government minister is standing up and announcing investment, um, a rail, a suburban rail station for Limerick, and accelerated delivery, it's going to happen within three years, is a great day for Limerick. And it really, in our view, moves us on and takes us one step closer to improving the livability of Limerick City, which is a key uh, objective of Limerick Chambers. Mm. Now, you look at this a lot. So give listeners a sense of why it matters. Well, first of all, the Pathfinder project is going to do what uh, people who are interested in uh, walking and cycling have been asking for for a long time. It's going to deliver segregated, safe and connected um, walking and cycling infrastructure around Limerick City. It's going to connect the student populations up in Toos, um, in UL and in Mary Macla College together. It's going to create, in fact, a cycle uh, knowledge corridor through our city centre, bringing all of that life and vitality through our city centre. It will help us with traffic. I know there's a lot of concerns often when we think about um, cycling lanes and and, uh, and controversy in some parts over space being given over to cycle lanes. But this actually will help us with traffic. This will allow families to put their kids on bikes and cycle them um, to schools in the morning and will take a significant amount of cars off that peak time um, mid-morning traffic. So uh, this is a great and, news story. And, and just before we move on to the rail, um, they're also saying that it will connect to some primary and secondary schools, not just third level institutions as part of the larger Pathfinder project. Absolutely. The intention here is to, if, if you like, the government are retrofitting how we move around our city. They're going back in now, uh, looking at what we have in terms of our infrastructure, which is road space that's largely used by cars. And they're saying, how can we do this better? And it's all with a view to reducing our carbon emissions in transport by 50 percent by 2030. Now, Mm. Joe, 2030 is only around the corner. That's seven years away. And when we think about reducing those emissions by 50 percent, transport isn't other people's problem. Transport isn't, you know, the trucks and the lorries. You and I are transport. We're all in this together. We all have to make changes in how we pop to the shops to get the extra litre of milk before we go to bed at night or take the kids in the morning to school. And that, what the government is doing with this project is they're giving us, they're making it easier for us to make those changes and for us to embed those good habits into the next generation. You've made me feel very guilty about driving in here this morning now. But I take <laughs> well, your point. Well, at the moment, Joe, you know, we don't have very much alternatives. And and that's, you know, we have to call that out. Our transport system around Limerick, our public transport system, is woeful. It's terrible. I mean, I, I, I can't give you the name of the Twitter account that I follow. And I have to say, if it didn't make me laugh, it would make me cry about the poor bus stop infrastructure around Limerick. But... 
this step, this announcement with the accelerated timeline is really the first, you would have said, where the rubber meets the road, where the rail hits the track in terms of delivery of real change for us. Now, in his uh, comments, Brian Ledden, uh, Green TD for Limerick City, about this said, the growth of the city will be underpinned by rail infrastructure and development of sites near the new stations. Now, is there any evidence to support that concept of sites near the stations? Well, we can, we absolutely. I mean, if you look all around us, we have examples of where when we made connectivity better, we saw economic uh, business develop. Um, you know, I, I'm sure many of your listeners will be familiar with parts of London with their family members living over, over there where when they get the announcement that there was a rail station coming, all of a sudden the value of your house went up all of a sudden there was a Starbucks opening, all of a sudden there were more jobs coming to that area. This will allow business to prosper and flourish in the Kuna Moiras area. I and and you know Brian very articulate, very you know eloquently articulated it as uh, development, as transport led development. That's uh, you know a, a way of saying we're going to plan how you can get around the city first, and that'll make it easier for you to live here. Mm. I, I understand. I heard uh, Ray and Paddy's um, contributions the other morning, and you know they were welcoming, but they're a little bit cautious about it. Lots of questions, and that's right and appropriate. You would expect that people have are interrogating this carefully now, um, the potential of a railway investment into Moros, and that they will have lots of questions. All of those need to be teased out and we need to ensure that the location of the station is accessible for, for all of the different people who are living there now. So the students, the residents, um, uh, the potential workers who may work in UPMC Medical Centre when it, when it gets um, completed but also people who will live there into the future. Wouldn't it be wonderful to see um, affordable and accessible housing coming up in that area? Yeah, uh, we're chatting to Dee Ryan, who is the Chief Executive of Limerick Chamber, the business body, and and that is absolutely true. Our our two contributors earlier in the week, I think their biggest worry seemed to be that it might be something of a white elephant, you know, that the rail station would be built and then it might be about bypassing Moiras or people getting on it to go outside Moiras and what would happen in the other direction was their big uh, worry. I I understand and and I I hear that and listen, I think we're all a little bit plan announcement weary in Limerick. You know, we've had an awful lot of them over the last 12 years. Why this announcement made me really, um, you know, optimistic and hopeful is the timeline for delivery. Now, as you know, Joe, we might have another block years, all the politicians, we might have another two years left in in the government. In order for these projects to be completed in three years time, we're going to need to see significant movement on them. And we're seeing it already. To be fair, there's a number of part eights going through for the cycling um, infrastructure on the South Circular Road. Uh, the two to Limerick City one is completed. We've just seen the the um, Anacotti to UL one, a Greenway piece uh, go in. We're reaching out to all of our members in each of those schemes, asking them for their views on uh, and their input into it. But we're very supportive of these kind of uh, projects. And the rail being linked to it means that the dream of a suburban rail network around Limerick is actually coming to life. We wouldn't, now we're, we're very ambitious uh, as all of our uh, Limerick people are for Limerick. So we're welcoming the Moira station, but we're saying don't stop there. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could help solve Corbley's traffic problem with the station in Corbley? Um, 
Andy, I mean, I presume, like a lot of our listeners, you're finding that the traffic at the moment at peak times is chronic. It seems worse than before the pandemic. Yeah, now, Joe, it is. And, you know, and that's the reality of uh, the way that we live today. Unfortunately, as, as we were just saying, there aren't the public transport options or the cycling and walking transport options in place that will allow enough people to move out of cars to free up that flow. This investment by government should help us to get there. But, you know, the reality is, Joe, and uh, um, this is something that, you know, some of some people are, are more, you know, it's, it's a fact that more some people have gotten their head around sooner than others. Roads induce traffic. Y- you know, n- not all roads will solve your traffic congestion problems. We need to be focused on the better, uh, wider public transport options and investments that will help. But what about the Northern Ring Road and the issues in on the Castle Troy side, D? Yeah, and uh, I, as I was listening to Ray, I, I, I heard him refer to, we don't want this instead of our road. Well, first of all, just to, to confirm that the Coonet Machine Distributor Road, which is supported by government, is proceeding now. It has had a setback this year, unavoidable and regrettable, unfortunately. But the expectation with the local authority is that a new contractor should be on the ground there by next summer and we should see the Coonatinoclachine distributor road with its cycle lanes and uh, better footpaths open and operational by summer 2024. So in in advance, in fact, of this road, uh, of this rail rail project. the rest of the road, I think that uh, that Ray was referring to, was the link that would uh, come from from there on through the back of Corbley and out uh, over to UL. Look, Joe, you know when I think about that road, I really I think about Galway. Look at the amount of time, energy, and money the community in Galway has invested. I mean, it's multiple millions, and the energy they've invested into trying to advance a road that is not supported by government. It does. It's not supported by government policy, so you know. And you're saying that that's the same here. That's the, the exact same. The Northern Distributor Road. The Northern Distributor Road is not currently supported by government policy. So, in you know. So we need to and forgive the pun here. Park it. Well, uh, you might you might put it like that, but I just would hate to see us go down the same road. Uh, forgive the pun again, uh, as they did in Galway, and where we're spending decades of planning and money down uh, down you know down the drain. We need workable solutions. We need rail. We need active travel. We need we do need a slip road at the technology park um, out in Castle Troy. Um, we do need to see the the the, the M seven better used, but we need to be working with government to deliver on these. And briefly on one other matter, uh, we mentioned the Opera Centre and you were talking about plans earlier and the 2030 plan and that date has become iconic at this point in uh, Limerick as we hurtle towards it. How concerned are you about the Opera site now? Well, it was concerning to hear um, uh, Minister of State Donovan's uh, interview on your show last week. Um, but I, you know, what do I take from it? Two things I do take from it. Um, you know, wonderful to hear that he's on top of his brief to be that in, informed and, and aware of what the requirements are um, because it is a significant investment for the revenue. So absolutely correct that he should be looking for efficiencies in the delivery of it. I would, I was also took note of, um, of you know, following your questioning, his assertion that they are committed 
to the project. They are committed uh, to going into to the opera centre, and uh, you know that is obviously um, critical because they will be an anchor tenant for for the development. I'm just thinking and looking at uh, my membership across the the city and county, and we haven't seen a tremendous amount of people giving back space in buildings and everyone the majority of companies are working differently so in large companies where they would have had desk space for a thousand they have repurposed a lot of their space to allow for greater collaboration and meetings and um and discussion between their team members when they're in they're not all in on the same day you won't ever have a thousand desks in use again in a in a building of that scale but we haven't seen companies give back space so i would be hopeful that the if there if there is an efficiency to be found let's find it but um that it won't have too much of a detrimental impact on the occupancy of uh, the project and you're now confident about the o'connor street development and and the finishing out of that sometime in the next maybe six months ultimately Yes, I would. I would expect it'll be finished within the next six months, and I just came off a project meeting yesterday with an update from the council on what will be in place in advance of Christmas and what the plans are to allow for free, free flow and access to the city centre over the Christmas period, and indeed to give people uh, a sneak preview of how how much of an improvement and an enhancement to our public realm this major investment um, by the local authority into O'Connell Street will be. So really looking forward to seeing welcoming people back into the city centre over the Christmas period and uh, giving them a, a chance to experience this better O'Connell Street. Okay, good to have you in the studio. Thank you very much for chatting to us this morning. And that is the Chief Executive of the Business Group, uh, Limerick Chamber, D. Ryan. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.